I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Badass Women's Hour. Three women, one podcast and a whole load of badass. With me, Harriet Minter, Emma Sexton and Samantha Rank. This week, we meet TV director Rosemary Reed, who's just launched a new show called The Power of Women. She talks about what happens when you get women together talking to each other and just how difficult it is to get a show that's aimed at women actually made. Plus, Emma Kennedy comes in and talks to us about the strange relationship between mothers and daughters. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Badass Women's Hour XL with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, two, three, four! Uh, now, who is the woman that inspired you? Could you tell us? Have you got one in mind? I think I can think of several, but whenever anyone asks me that question, I always get a little bit stuck. But thankfully, <laughs> our next guest has put together a whole plethora, a smorgasbord <laughs> of amazing women and brought them onto Skype. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Rosemary Reed. Hello. Hello, hello ladies. Lovely to be here Thank today. You so Thank much you for, for inviting me in. in. Well, we had to invite you in because you are the creator, director, brain behind the new series on Sky, The Power of Women. Uh, tell us a little bit about oh, it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, it was a journey. It, it's a, a series that I, we, we brought together two of the most inspirational and sometimes very powerful women in the world. And they uh, have a conversation, uh, a very cool private members club. Can I say the yeah. name? Yeah. yeah. Soho House. And they have a cocktail and they talk about their lives from beginning to end to where we are today and their trials and tribulations, the glass ceiling, and a lot of them had a lot of, you know, obstacles to yeah. overcome to get where they are today. But but all really positive, no negativeness. It was all positive, uplifting, inspirational, emotional, revealing, but at the same time, for me, very life-changing. I had it, you know, it's amazing. What made you decide that you wanted to do this show? Well, I have a relationship with Sky. I don't know if you know, but I've done another show previously, three seasons with them called Living the Life, which was two massive legends, like showbiz legends from the Bee Gees across to whoever, Hans Zimmer. And that was really successful. And I took a sabbatical for, for personal reasons. And then I came back and I, and, I, and I saw all what was going on with the Me Too movement. And, and it wasn't because of that, believe me. I just love conversations and I love women's stories and and, and anyone's story really if if they've got a story to listen to um but i thought okay what 
what can I do? I can bring two women together. They could be an Angelina Jolie. It could be an Ellen. It could be who, you know, but I wanted to get women that had really, really achieved something against the grain. And I think having women such as, I think, hell, Queen Rose McGowan. Yeah. Um, she's great. I love Rose. We're so diverse from Jane Goodall, Gloria Allred, Amanda Berry, CEO of BAFTA, Jane Lush, chair of BAFTA, um, Alex Crawford, my goodness me, who's this <laughs> news correspondent, war correspondent at, at um, Sky. Uh, so diverse in their backgrounds, but they all had a real similar um, story in the sense of even though they really did come up against a lot of opposition mm -hmm. and 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 they did there's no ifs or buts about yeah. it people can say but they they didn't you know they didn't sort of think poor me and it wasn't mm -hmm. the poor me victim or anything they just got on with it out of the way i'm here as gloria already said to me power only understands power and that's what she represents is power and i really admire that in any man or woman really but as long as it's used for the good one of the things I really loved about, and I, and I didn't really expect it, because I, I went to your launch and you, you showed kind of a compilation, didn't you, of all yeah. the interviews. Yeah. And I knew it was kind of two women having, you know, a, a conversation over a drink. But I didn't realise actually how mesmerising that was to watch. One, because the women were incredible, but just the... I don't, you're just so used to seeing people who are at that level being interviewed by probably a man <laughs> mm -hmm. on a chat show. And there's a certain dynamic when they're being interviewed by, say, a chat show host, but to see them interviewed by each other. With conversation. Yeah. You see, that's the thing, you know, I mean, with, with, with the way, what I really, obviously, you, if you look at my background, pairing people, there are a pe 90% of those contributors are very well known and public figures and they do an interview today and to, and they thought the journalist was lovely and I love journalists don't get me wrong to a degree <laughs> but and then and they open the paper the next morning and it's nothing what they actually yeah. said yeah so having two real iconic legends and they are whether it be Jane Goodall whoever it could be because for me she's an iconic legend um their guard is down immediately because there's no interviewer there's no journalist just two people that can actually have that 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 uh, that um, connection. But with know? that, but with that format though, how did you how did you manage that? Because obviously, with a journalist interviewing somebody, they are controlling the time, they are controlling the conversation. Where if you've got two women who are not technically journalists and they're just chatting, I mean, we all know we love to all <laughs> yes, love to chat. We <laughs> well, you just like I'm just gonna let the cameras no, roll. We're so, not that, that okay, easy. Okay. No, you, well, we we condense it. It's three hours condensed down to 47 minutes. Okay. Wow. Oh, right. Yeah. But, but yeah. everyone everyone even in previous shows they said what are we going to talk about for three hours <laughs> you can't shut them up and at the end it's okay can we just uh, yeah. come put it back here but it, it, you do what we generally do what i genuinely do directing is just say okay let's start from childhood teens school the bullying the managers whatever their situation and then we edit it together that it, that we can cut it into yeah. a good story but but it's it, again it is painful putting stuff so powerful on the cutting floor when you've got real stories mm. to tell there i just i just i was sometimes thought how can i cut this i just can't cut this and then it, it you know you do in the end because otherwise we'd be well, we could have made it longer but you know yeah, yeah. yeah was there anyone that really surprised you because you sort of 
when you're bringing people together, I know when we bring people on the show, we have an idea of who they are, and then they sort yeah. of turn up in the room, and you're like, oh, so part of what I thought I expected I've got, and then I've got something else, and particularly, I imagine, for people that have a public persona, and then they're letting their guard down. Were yeah. there any people you thought, oh, it's interesting, not what I expected from you? One of the one of the women, I mean, that, that I'm actually going to be working with in the yeah. future as a co-producer on another show, which I'll talk to you about, is, is Sadie Frost. Now, I know Sadie has a, a public image in some ways, but yeah. she is a very successful producer. She's done a lot of acting, and she's um, so behind the scenes supportive of the Centrepoint charity, which is for homeless. But real substance there. And when I put her, matched her together with um, uh, say, uh, Rose McGowan, I kind of thought, what, what they had so much in common. I was so shocked where Sadie's father had an addiction. Uh, Rose's father had an addiction. They were both involved in cults as children. There was a major, a lot wow. of things. And, and the thing is, when you say that, when you put, people like with Jane Lush who's the mm -hmm. chair of BAFTA she also commissioned Strictly Come Dancing and she said to me well when I said I'm going to make a, a program with celebrities doing ballroom <laughs> dancing everyone says she's absolutely bonkers but it went on to be one of the best shows those two together you would have thought what on earth are they going to talk about they had a lot to talk mm. about, which we'll see, you know, about how Jane said it. Can you believe in this day and age there's only 7% female directors? 7% yeah. here now in this day and age. It's, 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 um, and of course then we start mel off then about the produ producers, <laughs> mu women producers. So, and it's not all, you know, about women or this. It, it's about their lives. And, and they gen sometimes very emotionally, um, bring out an awful lot that a journalist would never, ever, ever be able to get out of a woman or a man that's yeah. in the public eye. Mm -hmm. The guard is completely done. And we also give full editorial rights, which helps. But no Gee, one ever asked for it. That's so right. interesting. Yeah, not one person asked for yeah. it. Never, no. And so it's funny because I, when I'm interviewing people, I always say, if there's something you say that you say it and you're like, that was really, really stupid, help. You can <laughs> tell me. Like, you can tell me it's fine. And nobody ever does. No. And that's... Don't. The thing, which is when suddenly you hand over that control. Yes. It's, it, you, you could, uh, yeah. and, you, and you have to have, the, like the minute I walked yeah. with, into with you, there's this, you know, you can suss out, there's a trust there. But at times, with certain, if it was journalists, you don't know what they're going to say tomorrow. So many yeah. of my mm -hmm. friends have said, God, I, I actually didn't even say that, but I really like that woman or that man and they've stitched me right up and it's, it's, it's not, it's not like that. Do you think those, me. do you think those days are over now with the fact that people can almost control over. their conversation yep. and then the rise of, of shows like yours where, you know, you are basically being a bit more groundbreaking where you're like, these are just really honest conversations. Yes. Don't you think that's nice though? Yeah, well, yeah. It's more, it's more authentic and what I really like is this, you know, women celebrating women. Yes. There was a long time where I felt that women yeah. were my competitors yes. and I would be quite catty towards other women. So yeah. I think it's quite a beautiful concept where we can actually sit down and not feel threatened by of other course. women and their success. Yes. And, and you know, because we are each other's cheerleaders yeah. ultimately. Yeah. Really even more than ever now. Mm. I think and the stronger and the more out there that we are getting 
the situation that we we are wanting equal in everything, gender equality, everything. I think that, that that's when we're even pulling together. I've, mm -hmm. I don't know about you three, but I really have seen a lot of more sisterhood. That the, to, you know, yeah. coming together like when I met you, I felt immediate connection and respect for the work you you do, all of the three mm -hmm. of you. But for me, it's it's, it's strange because you say with the show. There isn't any other show, I don't know if you guys know, that there's just the two individuals, yeah. unless it, you know, talking about everything, it, it, there isn't really one that is that honest. And I, and I do think that, you know, I hear it all the time, I hear it all the time, fake news, fake chicken, fake mm, lips, yeah. fake everything. Yeah. I, I love reality, I'm a bit of a Kardashian fan myself, <laughs> yeah. to a degree, Me too. you know, <laughs> but I do think there is the, lots of women and men want to hear real stories yeah. and adventures it's not just what lipstick i'm wearing today or do you think i've had the right implant here do you know i love all that good luck yeah. to you but but you know come on let's just see what jane goodall's done or or rose mcgowan and, and you know i really want to hear i want to hear this about self throat i really want to ask you about what the response was when you went into um pitch meetings and said i've got this idea for a show which is two women talking to each other <laughs> uh, to the fantastic rosemary reed here on badass women's hour xl the vampire strikes back Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. We are talking to Rosemary, creator and director of The Power of Women, new show on Sky right now. If you haven't seen it and you love brilliant women, it is the show for you. Rosemary, before the break, I said, what was it like to go into pitch meetings when you were pitching this idea and say, I want to do a show <laughs> that is two women talking to each other about their lives? Because that has not appeared anywhere else ever. Mm. What was the response like? Uh, there were actually only there wasn't a lot of response. <laughs> you just didn't give, let them give you a response. <laughs> you put you take and have this meeting, and, and you obviously can see that I've got some contacts in yeah. what in in the in the world mm -hmm. I work in. But it was I don't know if there's not just women, but men that try and get their shows commissioned or out there or anything published books, whatever. It's really hard. Yeah. And for me, I can honestly say I'm. I, I, I've got a lot of uh, strength going into meetings, like we all have here, but it was um, painful. Mm. It was painful, and I was loved the idea. And then I, I don't know if it went to another level, and they thought, no, this isn't this isn't right. We can't have two women talking about whatever <laughs> they want to talk about. I don't know. Maybe they. Uh, I don't. I don't know what they felt, but it was. It was actually. It was. It was. In the end, uh, we financed it ourselves. We made Did the show you? ourselves, and wow. we had the greatest support from uh, Aston Martin, mm -hmm. which are really behind powerful women, of course, but for reasons. But um, I found that going to I had to go back to Sky because I did actually want it to go on one of the digital platforms like Netflix to go, so it'd go global, mm. and women would hear yeah. other women's stories, and Sky always have been so supportive to me they gave me my first break i had no experience in production 10 years ago and a guy called james hunt and lucy criddle gave me a break and three seasons later i got them at critics choice every Amazing. every season but for this one i could not get anybody to take this show really and no i could not get anyone to take it i couldn't i couldn't give it away <gasps> at the start and i mean i have names that people really want to hear their stories yeah. Yeah. you know and then in the end 
I spoke to uh, Sky and um, I said, look, this is the situation. I want to... Um, I had a lot of interest, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but no one's taken a punt on a new format, do they? That's the thing. So I, I think it was, maybe it's the, it's the way things are at the moment. It's a bit raw or people don't say, we don't want a woman hating yeah. men or whatever. Mm, or whatever. Yeah. There's nothing like that in our show. Ours is very pro mm. everything, planet, yeah. men, children, everything. <laughs> There's none of that in our, we don't entertain that. I'm a woman making a show about, in this instance, women. I don't just make programs just about women, but it just, for me, it was life-changing because the women in my show, if if you put them all in the room together, can you imagine the energy that would yeah, be the power. from those women? That's why I called it the power women. Yeah. And, and, and I, I just think that then when I went sky and then today we had critics choice in the Guardian, the Times, Ooh, the Telegraph, the Observer, all the, even the Sun wrote something really lovely. And I thought, you know, there you go. The yeah, obviously public right. and the critics want it. But now we've got past that, I truly think that it's going to change. It just, I really believed in those women and I wanted to give them, and I wanted to give them a platform to tell their story honestly without it being edited to hell by a network. I wanted them to say it how it was for them. Yeah. With but the respect they deserve. It's just, mm. uh, I mean, all like hats off to you for having that tenacity to have an idea yeah. and to just, and to self fund it and yeah. then push it. I mean, uh, you know, it saddens me that in this day and age with a product as brilliant as yours is that you've had to do that, but I'm so pleased that you did because you. it's for me that's a really pat that's the kind of reality that i can really get down with because when you see these women who are yeah. on tv and that you know they've reached yeah. like the top of their game yeah. when you see them just having a chat and you realize that they are just normal human Honestly. beings <laughs> it's so inspiring and it's really insightful to hear their journey mm. and their yeah. learnings yeah. and and what inspired them like yeah really and, and you know when i look at women like you three I want to speak and talk to you guys, <laughs> women, guys, girls all day. Um, but, you know, I, I do think we need more programs like this. We need more insights, not just another journalist going and interviewing women and whatever. Mm. It needs two peers talking to each other. Yeah. Like you and I would talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then we say, oh, my God, we went through that. We couldn't get that commission. You've got something in common, you know. And, and, and there's an honesty. Yeah, and the honesty is so important. And yeah. I think also there must be vulnerability as well because actually it's very difficult to say to somebody who's interviewing you and that you come in already in this slightly weird power dynamic, which is I'm big enough that you want to interview me, but also yeah. I have to be a bit wary of you. Whereas when you've got two people on the same level, you can actually be like, oh, that happened to you. Yeah, that happened to me too. Well, we interviewed, well, no, we didn't interview. We had um, Ingrid Newark, who's the founder of Peter, in, mm. in doing... Um, did the show with with me and um her show with paula diane who's who's a really amazing best-selling author and um activist for women's yeah, rights yeah we had her on the show last week she's beautiful yeah. oh she's yeah. amazing oh my god what a combination that was <laughs> but they talk about women's rights and um um ingrid gives an example of uh for you know force feeding in suffragettes and geese mm. and for gra for gra am i pronouncing it right yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and you know women in 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 their storytelling or women how they've conducted themselves to get where they are they haven't done it and i don't i don't I, i've never encountered it at that level with aggression mm. or they've never done it with a harsh harshness that i think that 
on the flip coin if it was a man having to get to that level, not because they are aggressive, but because it's expected of them. Mm. So I, uh, to be a different way. And I found that the gentleness, in, apart from a couple of them, was unbelievably inspirational. And, and um, I mean, Gloria Allred blew me away. My God, I tell you, I'm glad she represents me. I wouldn't want to have a woman for women's rights. But her story, she speaks about how she was raped and as a young girl and had a backstreet abortion. And I asked her, because I did my episode with her, is that what inspired you to, um, to, to work so mm. tirelessly for women that had been abused, etc., and women's rights. She said, "Yes, I, it did. Mm. It, it really did influence in me in that way, yeah. you know." So, and same with Helena Kennedy. My God, mm. what a legend! She's, She's the best. She's the best. She's yeah. the queen. I just she want is. to talk a bit about um, your career and your backstory because in my show notes, one of the things I've got there is that one of the things that you said was that in your early on career, you learned that you cannot show weakness and that you have to have positive and self-belief. Um, and I just wondered, do you feel like that's now? Do you feel like now you can't show weakness? Do you still feel like you have to command a room with that amount of of strength that you... Well, I don't look at weakness anymore now like that. I used to mm. feel because it was put on me that I was weak because I was emotional or I was warm or I didn't do things in a cold corporate way mm. of conducting with women. Now, I'll give all a hug and I say, that's yeah. what we get. And I find people relax more with you. It's been proven yeah. even in directing yeah. and been more, you know... Um, tactile. Tactile. And also, you know, just talking to people in a, in a normal way and... and, and in, uh, Relatable. Yes. And re you said it. Someone said mm. that to me the other day, actually, a journalist. It's just that people can, can their guards down straight away. But for, for me, what I did find earlier in my career is because I was a certain way, I think a lot of people took that as a weakness mm -hmm. or I was, you know, Helena says in, in, in her uh, episode, she said, when I came back down to London first and I, nobody understood what I was saying because it was from the real gobbles of Glasgow and she said um, I thought these guys must be really clever they speak with marble they speak terribly posh with marbles in their mouth <laughs> and after a while I thought you know you're bloody stupid what you don't know what you're talking about and that actually that's how I've got I used to be so I'm really not intimidated because I don't think I get intimidated I felt I'm out of my depth here. I did, yeah, and I was posted. And yes. now I don't give a monkeys about that at all. And I tell all other women and girls and men and boys, just be yourself because the fakeness is going. Yeah. People don't want fakeness anymore. Yeah. They want real things. And surely we're at a level now that we can just be ourselves. And, 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 you know, we can, we have to, we have yeah, to do yeah, that. Definitely. You know, yeah. the energy in this room is brilliant. It's and I think it's also like for just sheer longevity. I think you said something earlier, which I thought was really interesting, which is that none of the women have got to where they are by being aggressive or, you know, pushing down doors no. or whatever. They've just got there by being themselves. And I think what that really shows is that actually when we kind of push that narrative that says in order to get ahead, you have to behave like this certain way, in this certain way, in this certain style, it's exhausting and you mm. can't do it for very well, long. Well, Amanda Berry, you know, after she yeah. says, um, uh, she, I paired her with Charlene Spateri because I tell you very quickly, I sat with Amanda, I said, who would you dream of doing this show with? If you can get me Charlene Spateri <laughs> from Texas, <laughs> really? I will just, just oh. kiss 
is she all fit? So I, we, within an hour we got Charlie because I, <laughs> I, I know her, you know, relatively well, lovely, inspirational woman. And she said, you know, for me, being CEO of BAFTA has never actually... I didn't have to be tough. At meetings, mm. I'd say, call it my intuition or a woman's intuition. You couldn't yeah. say that as I call it my intuition. Mm. Or, you yeah. know, you'd be laughed out of the boardroom. But I, I just saw another side of the way these women who are in very powerful positions um, articulate themselves with their team. It's completely different than, don't get me wrong, it can be tough. Yeah. You've got to be tough yeah. in this in this business, or you won't survive. Do you, do you um, think that's so? When you reach a certain a certain level, like these women have, yeah. that actually you can be a lot more yourself because you've had to, you know, you've climbed your way up there. I always feel for you know women to early on in their career when actually you've got the imposter syndrome and you don't know what's going on and you might be like the only woman in the room and mm. that, I think that's yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a it's a struggle. That's, that's gone now. It's mm. really interesting the word inspirational because I get called inspirational a lot and i know a lot of people with you know people with disabilities are like you're inspirational but simply for getting up in the morning and and living yeah. life so it's you know for me i'm like do you know what feel inspired by me because i'm a savvy businesswoman i'm funny but you know don't feel inspired by the simple fact that you know uh you look at me and go gosh I don't know how I'd cope with your disability. Mm. So I think for me, that word, you know, used in the wrong context can be so degrading. I completely agree with you. But I think when I use the word inspirational, I think, no, I know, I don't think that women that I've been blessed to work mm. with, they are inspirational because they haven't had to be ruthless. They haven't had, they've just done it yep. off mm. their own hard work. Hard work is very important. Mm. Dedication and hard work. That's what, no disrespect, you get so many people that are, you know, like, like, look at Love Island. It got 88 million pounds yeah. in sponsorship this season. You know, wow. yeah, but you know, the networks really want that. So these girls are doing really well that are in the shows, but inspirational, I think, Women like Jane Goodall, women like you, all around here, they, they to me inspire me beyond. It's just, it's, it's just, uh, I can't tell you, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah, well, you, uh, ladies, when we get ourselves on Rosemary's show, which is obviously our next girl. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> who would you want to be paired with? Who would be the inspirational woman you would want to talk to? Gosh, so I've been following someone called Molly Burke. So she is a blind young, young woman and she's got an amazing, um, following on, on social media and she is what you would call authentic mm. like she just says it as it is being you know she lost her sight progressively but i think by the age of eight it completely went and just talking even about you know losing cool. her her yeah. guide dog or just just everyday mm. um obstacles she overcomes but she is an amazing dresser she looks immaculate all the time <laughs> she lives independently in la and that i just you know have her on our show I, I look honestly i want to meet her yeah molly if you're listening oh i've got loads but i think it would be louisa omelin the comedian mm. yeah Good because pick. i just find her Gorgeous. really funny but also really interesting and she's really smart and yeah yeah uh, you her as long as she brings her dog bernie 
it's a massive like one of those it's like Ritz mountain dog oh, it's, a, it's a pony it's basically a pony Rosemary thank you so much for coming in and joining it's been us it's my absolute Aww. pleasure thank it you really for making has. the show thank yeah. you ladies yeah. I just really can't thank TV. you enough with my heart thank you <laughs> thank, thank you, you very Madeline. much thank you uh, we have loved chatting to you Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Joined in the studio by the fantastic Emma Kennedy. Hello, welcome. Woo-hoo. Hello. Thank you so much for coming in. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, your new book, The Things We Left Unsaid, mm. is out now. It is. And it is being touted everywhere as perfect summer read. Well, that is the correct uh, description, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give us a little overview of what it's about. Okay, so it, it's it, it's about several things, but I suppose the main thing it's about is, is that we all know who our parents are from the moment we remember them being our parents, but we don't know who they were before we came along. So it is about a daughter, it's a mother and daughter relationship, but it's a daughter discovering who her mother really is. And it's about grief, it's about false memories Mm -hmm. and about how those shape our lives and about how our perceptions of our parents can be entirely incorrect. (laughs) I always remember having a moment where my mum used to tell a story about um, she lived in a flat and there were rats in the flat and one night her then boyfriend had come over to help her deal with the rats and she used to tell this story about how the boyfriend was really really scared of rats but he'd been there with his tennis racket trying to get rid of them and I always used to think it's so weird that he is so scared of rats and yet he was there in the middle of the night to help you get rid of them and I can remember being about 15 or 16 and realising oh no he was there all along he didn't <laughs> cross London he was there <laughs> and I suddenly saw you, my mother you, very you, differently your mother had sexual intercourse oh, never. when you was no, not no, 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 no. my mother never has never <laughs> <laughs> I remember my mother saying we had to get it from somewhere darling and I was like oh yeah um, what in 
it's Your fine. mother said you, I had to get it from somewhere, yeah, darling. I mean, <laughs> yeah, probably. No. She explains a lot, my, right? So no, my, yeah. Honestly, my mother is responsible for so much. <laughs> um, what inspired the story for you? Uh, it was my mother's own death, actually. Um, and I had quite a complicated relationship with her. And um, it sort of took me 30 years to realise that she had an undiagnosed mental illness. Suddenly going quite serious oh. here. But she clearly had an undiagnosed mental illness. And I spent much of my childhood and well into my 30s, love it. I, lo I loved her fiercely, but mm. I really struggled to like her because every now and again, you know, she was somebody who was not in control uh, of her emotions yeah. and she could fly into a rage at, at the slightest drop of a hat, etc., etc. And that was very difficult uh, to, you know, to live with and to be around. And I think when you're a child and you don't quite understand that mm -hmm. that can sort of breed resentment, etc. So a, a, a large part of the book is about a complicated relationship with a mother in which resentment has set in, but it's misplaced. Mm -hmm. um, uh, obviously, uh, uh, the, uh, Rachel, the main character in, in the book, does not have the same complications with a mother as I had with mine, but that was sort of the starting point um, for it. I think we often don't even see our parents as humans. Correct. Um, I yes. Mean, I, so my father passed away when I was 10. I kind of just thought, okay, he was 38, kind of old. And now I'm in my 30s. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness me. Like, he was a young man, had a young, you know, a family. Yes. And, and then he was, he, you know, just wasn't there anymore and it's it's like this whole thing of you know they are humans yes and they they are kind of learning as they go along yes like everybody else and, and they were often very different people mm. until you came, came along, along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and they had a life yeah and yeah. they had other people in their lives that you might not know about and you know they had their youth and 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 that is is what the, the book is really about it's set in two time frames in 1964 and in present day and obviously in the present day section we are exploring the mother-daughter relationship but the, the, it's really a book about the coming of age story of the mother which is quite surprising mm. did you do you think it helped you sort of i don't want to put the kind of also thing on which is were you working through your own stuff with it yeah i think it was it took me five years to even be able to admit to anybody other than my father mm. that my mother had a serious mental illness and we just did not talk about it and the first time really my father and i sat down and had a proper conversation about it was the day after she died Wow, that's that's how bad it was. And I think it was, it, 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 I mean, I don't know if any of you have sort of been around people who have serious mental illness, mm -hmm. but there is this, there is a sort of element of Stockholm syndrome yeah. to it. And that because someone rages so fiercely and, and it's, you know, you don't like it, and, it mm -hmm. and it's not nice to be around, you will do anything to avoid those rages occurring. So your entire existence just becomes about keeping the peace, making mm -hmm. sure you don't have to have a difficult conversation. Uh, and that sort of numbs you to what your actual reality is. I mean, I can remember sitting with my mother in a consultant's office at the Royal Marsden. She, she had uh, cancer at the mm. end. And she told him in all seriousness 
that a CIA operative had given her cancer in a bookshop in Cambridge. <laughs> and you think, okay, that's... Mm. Uh, but, but at the time, no one butted an eyelid. We didn't bat an eyelid because yeah. this was our normality. But now you look back at that and you think, why on earth did nobody say something? Why, why did nobody ever... Why didn't I sit down with my mother in a calm moment and say, do you think you need some help? Mm, yeah. And I didn't. Mm. It almost becomes quite a codependent relationship, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's trauma bonding, I yeah. think, is the it's official term. It's interesting that she wasn't actually diagnosed either. No. Um, you no. know that there must be lots of people like your mother that that are undiagnosed and actually just people just get to the point where they just know how to operate around that person and kind of allow for it do you I, think? I wrote a, um, an article uh, for a newspaper uh, it, it came out last week I think yeah no, this beginning of this week and I really agonized about writing it because it, it was the first time I'd ever written about it and I was inundated uh, with messages from people, emails, uh, tweets, DMs, the lot, from people who'd had the exact same experience and had never spoken about it. Wow. And okay. what's so sad about that for me is, number one, it sort of really feels like there was a generation, and probably, you know, prior to our parents, mm. but our parents' generation, if they had mental health issues yep. they had nowhere to go mm. it was so taboo it was never discussed yeah and uh, you know obviously for our generation mm. that that's now changed and different but it was also the great sadness for me was if i had only known that someone else was going through what i was going through as a child or as a teenager and into my 20s i would have felt so much better mm -hmm. about it but I didn't. I just thought I am the only person that is experiencing this and I don't know what to do. And I think what that really tells me so much about is actually why the book is called The, the Things We Left Unsaid. Yes. You know, it, it is that. It is all these experiences throughout our lives that we think we are the only person having mm. this experience. So I cannot possibly talk mm. about it. I mean, and this is the thing about, you know, humans are, are, are really quite boring in the sense that, <laughs> we that, that we just repeat, 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 repeat. <laughs> and there is probably nobody on earth who, you know, has only got one, the only person on earth who is, who is going through something. Yeah. You know. It's very true. Emma, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us about it. Uh, the Things We Left Unsaid is out now. It is fantastic. Go. If you want a great read, we recommend it. Emma Kennedy, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. One, two, three, this has been the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. If you want to hear more from us, you can come follow us on social media at Badass Women's Hour HR um, or leave us a review and tell us how much you love us. We really need to feel the love. Five stars should do it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.